Welcome to the Potter Discussion. Welcome back to the Potter Discussion, discussing Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the Wizarding World fandom. I'm your host, Oscar, and this is episode 126, Breakdown Newt Scamander. The Secrets of Dumbledore has been released. That is the big news for today. I'm actually recording this a day earlier. It is a Friday, April 15th. This is the day that it comes out. Uh, there are shows at my local theater uh, in just actually a couple of hours. So, very exciting. I will not be seeing it this weekend, however, because I'm uh, seeing some family over this little vacation I have. But, the week after this one, the uh, next episode, we will have the first review of The Secrets of Dumbledore. I also want to make sure that uh, as many people as possible have seen it, because of course, I, I can't do a review without spoilers. There are going to be a lot of things that we're going to go over. Um, I've not seen the movie. I'm, I'm not even trying to look at any kind of social media or, uh, you know, critic reviews, anything. I'm just trying to isolate myself and um, be completely in the dark because I, I, I don't want to see any spoilers because this is, I, I want the full experience to be, you know, in the theater with the movie. So that is where I'm trying to be right now. <laughs> I hope you're doing the same if you haven't seen it already. But by the time you're hearing this, you likely may have seen it. Uh, it's been out for a couple days. This is coming out on the 17th, I believe, of, uh, of April, so you might have seen it already. If you have not, so then we are in the same boat, but in a week from now, episode 127, the review of The Secrets of Number will be out, so stay tuned for that. But today, we are going to be doing a breakdown of Newt Scamander. We have nothing to break down in so long, so I'm definitely happy we can get right back into the schedule of doing our breakdowns. Now, a quick disclaimer is we will not be including anything from the Secrets of Dumbledore in this breakdown, so no updates on relationships, um, nothing, no like scenes that were good, um, like say favorite lines, none of that from the Secrets of Dumbledore will be included in this breakdown because, of course, like I said before, I have not seen the movie, and I'm sure many people out there, I've not seen the movie. Uh, you maybe have not seen the movie, so it is good just to keep it in the grounds that we know. And next week, like I said, we will have a review of that. Let's just get right into this a breakdown. Newt Scamander, kick it off with the question: Who is Newt? Well. In this series of Fantastic Beasts, the main defining factor and really the, the trait that makes Newt stand out is his love of magical creatures. Newt is not afraid to get out his, you know, whatever dingly bell or uh, kind of like treat and, you know, throw it at the beast or tame it or like put it in his case. We saw with the Zoe, he had this little like almost like cat toy up like up against this like huge lizard like feline Chinese monster. Um, and he he just rung the bell and Newt knew exactly what to do. And the Zoe was like, hmm? And dove into the case. So that that scene, I think, in uh, in particular, because that was one that I really saw and thought, "Wow, Newt really knows what he's doing. He really knows how to um, influence animals, and really, he has a, a great connection to the things that don't talk—trees, nature, whatever." Um, and another thing that comes to mind is when he was taking the rumpant off of Jacob. That that the huge, like hippo-like, glowing horned, um, <laughs> glowing horned, like 
like gray creature in the uh, first Fantastic Beasts that was going after Jacob was in the Rumpin and Newt had to catch it, which of course is a fantastic piece of film that I think is absolutely delightful. But Newt is also very caring and very loyal. He will stand by the people he trusts. He will very much defend his friends and his family. Uh, we see with Dumbledore, uh, with Tina, with Jacob, he is really with them until the end and will protect them at all costs. And it really breaks his heart to leave those people who actually accepted him behind because in his childhood, he was never really someone to fit in. Um, so he really was happy when someone like Tina saw him and actually accepted him. And the same goes for Jacob because Jacob, which is so new to the world, Newt seemed normal. That is, of course, contrary to other wizards and witches in the wizarding world who see Newt and know that, you know, of course, a wizard is not a completely different person than a muggle, um, but Newt is certainly not, you know, the uh, next step of person. He really has a lot of things about him that make him so special and just so loving, but other people are like, what are you, like, what are you doing? So, it's very confusing at first. If you don't really know him, if you don't have any backstory on you and you stumble across him and, I don't know, you bump into him and drop something and he, you know, pick it up, like, 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 Jacob, honestly. We we saw Jacob in the in the bank and with New sitting next to him. And of course it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a strange encounter, but Jacob was just so nervous. He was really thinking about it, like how he was getting inside his own head. He's saying, How do I get this loan? How do I get this loan? How do we make my family proud? And he sees an egg and he's like, Oh, okay, an egg is so he he's put it in his pocket and another level of stress. So it's just, he isn't thinking about Newt per se. He is thinking about the person who left an egg and that is now hatching in his pocket as he's trying to get the loan of his lifetime. So that is really at the forefront of what he's trying to say. And the introduction to Newt, I think, also uh, helped with his character and how Newt made a good impression on Jacob because it's very easy for someone like Newt to not be taken in and not really be seen as who you are. And, you know, the good things about you are very uh, easily glossed over just based on a first impression. And I think we were lucky uh, for the story, really, um, I mean, the writers, but uh, the story, I think, played out in such a way that allowed for Jacob to see Newt in the light that we needed him to for them to create the friendship that they did. Of course, Jacob did not know Newt at the time, but he knew enough about him, and he was a little disappointed that he didn't get his loan. They didn't stop to think, like, this dude is like weird. This dude is strange. And I have to do a muggle. I mean, any wizard is strange, but Newt, uh, especially, you know, he, he really stands out. He didn't really make an effort to hide his, his wizardness. He had a, a full-on rope. He'd, his Warmed up his sleeve, um, <laughs> and he had. I mean, he had a brief face. I think it was more normal for the times, 1923, in the first introduction. So it's not like this whole other world. Um, so that kind of clothing was was more common. But this, the fact still stands that Jacob did not know Newt, and he had still wanted to talk to him, and he still uh, interacted with him, and didn't you know run. He he didn't have a negative reaction, which I think was the most important part. And I think that really also helped Newt. Because Newt is, like we said before, loyal, he's caring, he he wants to help the people um, that will let him. Because if someone is like, ah, no, like, Newt is not going to really want to. Because if that someone doesn't want to help the world, Newt doesn't want to help them. Simple as that. And when Jacob said, hey, like, hey, hey, mister, your egg is, like, I th- your egg is hatching, Newt goes, like, oh my gosh, my egg. So he whips out his wand. Tina's like, what the what? And Newt summons Jacob. They disapparate like three feet to uh, to his left. And boom, they're done. So that kind of thing, I think, also was like, 
kind of in my mind, one of the only scenarios that I think would have played out like it did and allowed for Nude and Jacob to make the friendship that they did. I think Jacob um, could have reacted very differently. And if he hadn't called out to Nude, you know, it's like a second earlier and the egg hatched, he would have just been like, shocked and that introduction to magic would have just been a clean you know he's a muggle and then he sees like a magical creature it's like it's like if you're walking down your driveway and you like see a unicorn like you are not going to feel like you are stable um and i think jacob would have had that same reaction he would have been like i am not okay i'm gonna leave now and he would have never come back to new york because newt you know brought him to him like they i mean newt did use magic but it wasn't it wasn't like obviously magic of course it was obvious it was obvious to us but because you knew he used his wand but jacob just saw like a, a, a wooden stick and then he was flying towards this man and then he was in the stairwell so but we saw he was he was confused he, jacob wasn't like oh yeah that's normal uh because uh, in that hilarious scene where jacob was like i was there and then uh, i was there you know <laughs> that i thought dan Fogel did a really good job with that one but um we saw jacob was confused about the magic but newt did not make it so obvious like bibbidi bobbidi boo summon you you know it's like <laughs> you know what i mean it wasn't obvious and jacob had enough confusion in that moment and really uh, just wrong emotion from being rejected by, by uh, mr bingley what it was yeah bingley bingley was the banker and also just like seeing this strange guy and an egg like it's just, like so many things happening at once he didn't have time to stop and think this fellow's kind of weird. I mean, he did afterward, but that was after you got to know and really understand that Newt was just kind of a, a normal guy. Uh, well, a normal person, I should say. He's he's not like uh he's 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 not you know if, if you met him on the street, it would still be odd. But he is just a, a a great person that I think Jacob had to get to know, because Newt's situation is really kind of like don't judge a book by its cover. We see how good a person Newt is, and if someone else just sees Newt and goes, okay, as a person who's Wearing a weird cloak and has eggs and bow truckles like climbing off of him and falling out of his like pockets. Like they would be like, what? That's kind of like kind of weird. I'm not going to approach that person. But if we see really the 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 emotion behind Newt's carrying around a bow truckle and we really understand why he does the things that he does, I think it's a lot easier to accept it. And if anything, it's easier than anyone else because Newt's the kind of person that if you really got to know him, like Jacob managed to do, I mean that's what's really a friendship that you can't break um but unfortunately with those kinds of 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 relationships it's very hard to make them in the first place but like i was saying before this this scenario of uh in the bank jacob and newt was i think like one of the only ones that allowed for the kind of of interaction and first impression that these two uh, men had of each other so that i think is a very drawn out response of really who who newt is as a person and let's move on okay so we have a general idea of who newt is but now we have to figure out where does he fit in. This has been another issue in the Fantastic Beasts series because Newt didn't really fit into anywhere up until he met people like Jacob and Tina and Queenie and all those people. So as in his childhood we saw in some flashbacks, you know, with Lita and Newt, Lita was really his only friend, Lita Lestrange. And Newt had his, like, thing in a, like a broom closet, like a random tower of all these different creatures. And he, he really didn't go home for Christmas or holidays because he needed his, 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 his creatures needed him. He needed to stay there because they were really his only friends. Uh, it's kind of sad to think about, but that's kind of true. Uh, Newt didn't really have anyone that was like his actual friend besides Lita. Everyone just kind of saw him as the oddball, kind of the outcast. Someone who didn't really fit in in a way that allowed them for, to, for them to perform a relationship that wouldn't be completely ridiculous. Now, 
as Newt got older, obviously it became a problem because if he, he he needed to work, he needed to get a job, he needed to, all that kind of stuff. So his his social skills, I think, was kind of a problem for him. And we saw in the beginning of the Crimes of Grindelwald when he wanted to get his uh, ban on international travel lifted at the Ministry of Magic. He didn't get it because he was talking about, you know, like he really was saying the wrong things, just saying, you know, all these like, in, like almost incriminating things. So really his social skills and reading the room was not the best. I think that was developed by not really having much, I mean, human interaction. <laughs> to, to put it frankly, Newt did not have much human interaction in his youth, which is, I think, a problem. I think that definitely improved. The reason I think that is, is because Newt is much more of a listener than a talker. I mean, like like, like this, I am definitely a talker, you're, you're a listener here because you're listening, uh, and I'm talking, but what that kind of means is you understand what I'm saying, and Newt understands what everyone else is saying, and because no one was talking to him, all he did was listen. All he did was take in information, understand a person, just see what they meant, you know, really just unlike get get everyone. I mean, like, there's no better word for it. He just got everything. And that knowledge, I think, was what allowed him to be kind of the uncomfortable person that he is. Kind of like a Luna. Um, and I'm saying uncomfortable for other people. Because he kind of knows, like, he, he isn't afraid to say the honest truth. Um, he's not afraid to just, like, point out a, a flaw in a design or a flaw in a person, really. We saw that with Mr. Graves. When Mr. Graves said, uh, like, with this, uh, like he was um, interrogating Newt in the Ministry of Magic in the, the Makusa headquarters, and Graves brought up the Obscurus and said, so it's useless without the host. And Newt goes, useless? What on earth would you use it for? And I didn't catch that. I mean, use, of course, is a, a pretty common verb. So when I heard Mr. Graves say, you can use this obscure, so I thought, yeah, you can. But then when Newt pointed out, like, what was Graves thinking you could use it for? I said, oh, yeah, Newt. I mean, high five. Because Newt listened enough, and he didn't, uh, he, he wasn't trying to top Graves. He was just trying to listen. He heard really what Graves was saying and could point out that that's not something you should. Now, I think this is kind of drawing up to my point of really where he fits in, which is he fits in with the people he doesn't. The odd, you know, the uh, the other people who just aren't, they, they don't who don't have a place really. I mean, if if you look at this, I mean, you can tell. First of all, we have Jacob. Obviously, Jacob. I mean, a Muggle in a wizard world is an absolute standout. Of course, we of course we know that is <laughs> Jacob does not belong in the wizarding world. Then we have Tina. She was removed as an Auror, um, so that is something that Tina was really feeling kind of sore about, and she didn't have a place after that. But when she met Newt, they both kind of found their place together. And then Queenie, I think, was kind of in in the middle. She had a place, but it wasn't with other people, really, because she Tina was really her only like, true friend. So when she met Newt, that was like a whole different layer. She was like doubled her, her friends. <laughs> That, I think, is, is kind of the basis of really where Newt finds his home. He, along with the people he meets that don't have a home, or don't have a base, really, he just meets them, and they make a, a wonderful relationship, because they both are, are kind of the same. You know, they, they don't belong anywhere, really. Uh, but that's a good thing, because <laughs> they found happiness in more than one place, which is, um, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. So that is kind of my, my, my thoughts on really where news fits in. He fits in with the people that don't fit in, and there you have it.
So now for the matter of his role in the story. We know what people he fits in, we know what crowd he belongs to, but really, where is he in this whole mess of the story? So this is a matter that, of course, I can't really, you know, be too specific about. Not because, you know, I'm not gonna, don't spoil anything, but because we really can't. I mean, the story, we don't know what's gonna happen, uh, besides the secrets of Dumbledore, so there's really nothing that we can know for sure, but I think this is kind of a mini-prediction, but also kind of the thing that is, I mean, almost, like, assuredly going to happen, and I think I, I got this idea from the end of The Crimes of Grindelwald, when, uh, Dumbledore, you know, got his, his cuffs off, uh, at, at the bridge at Hogwarts, uh, it was, it was that whole scene, and, uh, Newt gives Dumbledore the blood pact, and Dumbledore goes like, Newt, how did you get this? And Newt shows him, the Niffler. Newt chose Teddy, the Niffler, and we realized that it was Teddy that got the blood pact from Grindelwald. Now, this got me thinking that uh, not only will Newt use a, a beast uh, in the very end of, of the series, you know, or, a, I mean, even at the end of this film, because it is called Fantastic Beasts, and no matter how small they manage to make it in the title, <laughs> and on the, on the posters, I do think that there is going to be an element of A or uh, Fantastic Beasts, plural. Now, Teddy, I think, was just the first step, because the line Newt said after that, um, you know, Grunewald doesn't pay attention to things he can see he considers simple, I think, will also come to play, because Newt didn't really have to move on from where he was, because he's really in a category of his own. This is also where his, his you know, weaknesses become strengths. He didn't really, you know, know anyone, he was just kind of all on, in his own category of, of person, and he developed his own hobbies, and his own interests, and his own strengths, and his, his own just kind of life, and he didn't have to move on from that, because there was no one pushing him forward. He could stay where he was, because there was no tie that was bringing him back and forth. It was just him. And that, I think, is why he's managing to catch Grindelwald off guard, because he is just coming from a different, like, a completely different angle. He is using, you know, these super simple ways of, of getting this. It's, it's like Harry in the firebolt. He just had his wand, and because he, he couldn't cast a spell to defeat the dragon, he cast a spell to help himself. It's kind of just doing the exact opposite of what you think someone would do, and it still works. So that, I think, is really kind of Newt's, Newt's specialty, coming from behind and really making this genius decision that helps out Dumbledore, or I mean, helps out him, just helps out the, the, the good side in general uh, a ton in the end. So that, I think, is really where I see this, this whole, you know, Fantastic Beasts, uh, where he fits in. Uh, he's going to deploy this thing that is just so unbelievably, like, simple. Like, he... He distracts Grunewald by, like, throwing a rock. It's just something, like, it's so simple as that, but it's gonna work so well. He, Newt's not gonna have to use, like, this complicated spell. He's gonna let loose his Botruckle Niffler and, uh, snitch it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they're gonna have this, this, this amazing, um, you know, final, final battle. Or some big part of the story is going to be changed by Newt using some of his, his Newt methods. Um, kind of a mini prediction, but kind of not, because we're pretty pretty confident that uh, there's going to be some element of, of AA or Fantastic Beasts, plural, in, like I said before, in the final slash final stages of this movie, or final stages of the plot in general. That's kind of what I'm thinking where Newt fits in, and uh, where he will go in the future. So with this base of Newt's character, of his role in the story, where he fits in, now I think we should just go over some of my favorite lines and favorite scenes uh, that Newt was involved in. 
And the first one that I think just comes to mind is in the Crimes of Grindelwald when Newt and Tina meet up again. And Newt says, Tina, you've got middlehead. <laughs> the great line of you've got middlehead. Personally, I love this line because not only does it show that Newt is a, a, a lovable person who who says you know the funniest things, but I think it also shows that uh, Newt is also a very caring person. Now I'll get into that later because it might not seem like it, but in this line, I think it's kind of you know simple simpleton down. I think it's really saying that you know like Tina, I want you to stay. You've got middlehead. You know don't don't make this decision. Just like don't go. He wants Tina to stay because Tina is his friend maybe more we don't know so I think that is kind of what I think is is built in with this line and I think Tina can kind of see that when she asked like Mr. Scamander is there anyone else who uses that to turn a phrase and Newt goes uh no just me um that was that was my line. I, I laughed that I thought that was that was really funny but I like this because I think it's, it's also a very good um sh- like showing of his character it really actually um, shows how he he's not afraid to say you know the the weird thing you know the thing that no one's thinking but only he is um so I think that is also um why I love this scene so much uh, I also uh, one of my also other favorite scenes is the scene in the Macy's department store with Google and the Alchemy. Um, the Alchemy was huge because, of course, they expand or shrink to the available space. And Dougal, the the demiguise, was invisible, kind of kind of babysitting the Alchemy. Um, and I love that scene because it also shows Newt's compatibility with animals, with with the magical creatures. He just goes, all right. He, he's matter of fact, he's he's calm. Uh, he's, of course, he has to be, or else the Alchemy will go crazy. But he goes, you know, we need we need a a, a, a bug and a teapot. Tina goes, all right, I have a teapot. And then they try to get a bug and Jacob gets the bug and he's holding it. And the alchemy is staring at the bug transfixed. And then Newt just goes, bug in teapot. So then Jacob throws it. And uh, of course, you know what happens next. Um, at the end of, of the scene, Newt says, ah, ah, they have some shrink to fit a veil of space. Which I thought was also a, a, a line that I think shows kind of Newt's uh, forgetfulness of, of not telling people what he already knows, kind of forgetting that other people also um, have to know what's going on in the scene. But I think that also shows that Newt is a very interesting person in the terms, I mean, like in, in, in terms of he will expect people to trust. I mean, because he, he obviously trusts them and he recognizes that someone is a good person and we will hope, and he, he hopes that that person will have enough trust in him to do what he says. And I think in that moment is also a good, good you know, kind of connection between him and Tina and really everyone because they managed to work together to stop this disaster from getting even worse. Because if the alchemy had gone down to the, to the lower levels, I mean, it would have been a catastrophe. Those are, are kind of my, some of my favorite scenes in the finale. As be serious turn with with Newt, but uh, let's move on to the final point in this episode. And for the final portion of this episode, I just want to go over a couple of characters that are like Newt. Uh, really, where we where do we see some more Newtness in the series? And 
with those with that with that kind of mindset, I think there are two people that come to mind. Number one, I think, if we already mentioned, uh, is Luna. Luna Lovegood is someone else that I see, um, you know, Newt kind of as. I think Newt is more, I don't know how he would call it, but Newt, I think, is more conscious of other people than um, Luna, because Luna is, like, really, she'll, she'll be like, yeah, those, that, that shirt is really ugly, I hate it so much, you know, she'll, like, just, like, not even, she, she doesn't have a filter, Newt does have a filter, but it's not, I know, it's, it's, it doesn't catch everything, but still, I think Luna is that kind of side of him of, you know, kind of, like, uniqueness, and uh, has a lot of, uh, has very interesting personality to him and to Luna, and I think the, the other part of Newt, kind of the nervous, not really, you know, not not really one to approach anyone, but kind of growing into himself at the end of that, that aspect of Newt. I think that is kind of like Neville. Because Neville sees people and he's like he his his immediate reaction is not to, to talk with them, but he, he always has kind of seen himself. You know, he hasn't had that much confidence. He really has not, you know, been this big, strong, you know, intimidating, um, you know, social master. Uh, so he he hasn't really um, had that, that kind of mastery in that area. And I think that's that's kind of like Newt. But then it also kind of goes the other way. I've had the very end when he finally found who he is, and, and you know, both for, for Neville, how he found who he is, you know, how he really did something and really made an impact on, on, on the war. I think that is really the, the defining moment for Neville. And he really realized himself in the end, and I think it's the same with Newt. He was talking with, with, with Grindelwald. They, they defeated Grindelwald. They cast him away. They, they, they sent him off. And, of course, he didn't die. Uh, but they, they won that battle, and Newt finally kind of grew into himself and saw where he fit in, really where he belonged, and really understood how to continue forward. And I think that moment is going to be vital for the, the movies ahead. Head for the movie that it's out for the the next uh, for four and five really and really showing how Newt's arc is not you know going and you know, up and then down but really just going up um, so I think that is really where I see Newt standing right now. Luna is really who he is, um, you know, in, in, in his mannerisms, and Neville is really who he is in his mind. So I think that that is just about as, as neat a bow I can tie on this issue, and I think just for today, uh, we will leave it at that. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I mean, I, I my only homework to you is go see the movie, go see the series of Dumbledore. If uh, you're hearing this on Sunday, if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen the movie already, um, then just go do that. I mean, you have all week, you have all week until the next review, um, but you won't be able to listen to the next episode without spoilers if you don't see the movie. Just please, come on! I really, really am so excited to see the movie. I cannot even express to you how how pumped I am. I've never used that word, pumped. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm a teenager old pumped. Um, so I'm so excited to see this to, to see the Secret of Dumbledore, uh, see what answers are given, see what mysteries are solved, and see what uh, predictions I made that are right that I can brag about. So 
that is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, stay safe in the world. Enjoy, whether you're in the southern or northern hemisphere, enjoy whatever season this is uh, for you, whether it is spring or autumn or whatever. So thank you for listening to this episode. With any questions, at thepotterdiscussion.gmail.com or Instagram at thepotterdiscussion. And always remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. I will see you later. This was the Potter Discussion.